the secret word today is banana. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes, it's superhero slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, we're going to see if Daredevil Season 3 is out before December. Oh, that'd be a nice gift toward the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Did you... Did, I, we're going to see if Daredevil... No, never mind. Uh, it, just, <laughs> okay. it was way See, too what you got to do is in the show notes, you got to italicize that uh-huh. or like bold it, and then I'll get it. Okay, okay. Make sure Mike gets it. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to give you a Star Wars uh, title prediction for Episode Ooh, 9. Ooh, I love on the show when we do predictions. It'll, it'll be Chris's prediction corner. Or do you not want a corner? I mean, I do my predictions in a corner. You can do yours anywhere. I, I, yeah, it, it's... Uh, I don't have a name for it yet. We'll, a, we'll, Soapbox, we'll maybe? I mean, I know you usually judge from a soapbox, but, you know, you could predict up there, too. I would love to find a soapbox. I've not seen a soapbox in years, Mike. I, mean, I don't think... Do I've they just seen ship them. soap in, like, regular exactly. boxes now? Like, I've seen soapboxes, but I've never seen soap in them. You uh-huh. know what? What else you got? <laughs> uh, how We're going to talk about how Aquaman can win the December 21st box office. Ooh. There are six movies coming out that day, Mike. We're going to talk about this and more. Dang. Man, this is the only time of the week where I genuinely, sincerely use the word riffraff because that's the <laughs> that's the transition that we call between the intro and the show and before we jump into the news. So this is where we plug the nerdy things that we've done this week so yeah. we sound mildly interesting. So, um, <laughs> I don't know I, about that. But I, yes. think we got, I think we got to kick it off with the most nerdy thing any of the two of us could have possibly done, and that's going to fall on you. Oh, my gosh. That, <laughs> that, that makes me feel better about maybe what you were doing this weekend. So um, <laughs> for those who don't know, uh, one of my friends from high school, who I, I've, I've known since I was five or six years old, uh, he approached me about a month ago and said, I want to play the newest edition of Dungeons and Dragons with you and your, like your wife and, and our mutual friends. And I was like, we have not played this since we were like 15. We didn't even have a driver's <laughs> license last time we played. He's like, yeah, I know. I, I want to run this. Uh, but you're, you're very big into reading the rules and understanding the game. Uh, so I've been taking upon myself the past week or two to read these rules and kind of learn a little bit about the game. Uh, the first rule about Dungeons and Dragons is talk about Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> uh, is is actually like the rules don't matter. They're kind of a guideline, but if the rules are getting in the way of having fun, ignore the rules, mm. which I think is really cool. So today I spent this morning kind of explaining to my wife uh, different characters and races and how all this stuff works, so we could make our character sheets for when we eventually get to play this. So mm-hmm. uh, that has been my week weekend and and so on and so forth. So. Uh, uh, what kind of what kind of character are you thinking of? So I want to play a monk actually in this. I've never played a monk before. Uh, a monk is more of a hand, uh, no weapons, more hands on uh, kind of person. Okay. Um, there's a a class called a Sun Soul monk in the newest version, and uh, he's kind of like a Goku style character. Like he can do like energy blasts and stuff like that. Uh, okay. When face. you said hands on, I was thinking healing body massages. What What are you doing yeah, for that? Yeah. <laughs> Who wants a body massage? Uh, so I'm, I'm going to work with that and um, try to come up with that character. My wife wants to play what's called a Tabashi, uh, which is a cat person. Um, she's model. She's essentially modeled her character after one of our cats. 
uh, <laughs> and, and, and it's playing a rogue character. So very sneaky, like a cat would be. So uh, that's that's kind of where we're at in this. It's a little, it's a little, it's a little nerdy, but it's, but it's also a lot of nerdy, and <laughs> and that's okay with me. Mike, you you you, like you like to say, buried the lead on this. What have you been doing? You've you've got some stuff to to go over here, and I don't know I, what it is. So you got to lay have, it on me. I have consumed content this weekend, and so I have like four mini reviews that I'm gonna hit everybody with before we jump into the news. Okay. So let's start off with the three good ones. So uh, oh. first of all, I, I know everybody's been waiting if they listen to last week's episode. I've been playing Shovel Knight this week for the first time, a game that's been out forever. The The version that I bought came with like all of this like extra like free DLC, but I think it was like free to begin with, which was like good, 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 go- good job. Uh, sh- um, uh, what is it? Yachts? Yacht Club games, Yacht Studio games. I don't know what they're called, but but yacht good on Club. them. Yeah, good on them. So that game is like super fun. It is wholeheartedly an eight bit game. Like when last week I said the download was like 150 megabytes. That's like smaller than like your PlayStation updates. So that game is going to download super fast. It's like basically um, all the knowledge we have about video games now being distilled into like an eight bit side scroller. So the game mechanics are great. Uh, new mechanics are introduced. Very Uh intelligently. Uh, There's awesome like upgrades that you collect. It's like I think a little bit like Mega Man when you go through stages and you get like new tools that you use to cleverly beat bosses. There's also like checkpoints throughout the game. Um, The only disadvantage to dying is that you lose treasure, and you actually use treasure in the game. It's not like Zelda where halfway through the game you just have like an unlimited number of rubies you don't care anymore. So like those actually there's actually parts in the game where you want to make sure you keep your treasure. So it's really great. Um, Love and Shovel Knight. Uh, Number two, I finally watched Oat Studios, uh, which if uh, you're unfamiliar out there, it's the kind of short uh, studio that Neil Blomkamp from like District 9, Chappie, and Elysium made. So I think the story is like he's been burnt too many times by big Hollywood, so he just wanted to make a bunch of short films to gauge interest to see what the next movie he was going to make. So he made all of these different shorts, and he compiled the first volume um, and I guess sold it to Amazon Prime, or maybe they wanted it. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is, but now you can just go and watch all of his shorts uh, continuously for about an hour and a half on Amazon Prime. And man, they were great. I mean, um, this is what happens when you get like a high level Hollywood director kind of going backwards in the short films. So he knows everything that he's doing. He knows how to direct. He um, he knows at least how to write short stories pretty well. You know, my biggest uh, complaint with like Elysium was maybe he shouldn't have wrote it. Uh, but he's really good. He's got some writing partners for some of these smaller shorts. So they're just like really great, like almost little section. It's almost like he's not making a short. It's like he's just pulling out like a 15-minute clip from a Hollywood film. Like uh, there's one with like aliens invading the planet. There's one about some sort of river spirit in Vietnam that's a period piece. They all look very expensive, so I don't know where he's getting the money from. But, man, it was uh, fascinating. And uh, it's a it's a little shame because like you start watching these and you're like, man, I don't know if his Halo movie would have been written well, but it would have would have looked spectacular because mm-hmm. there's some bits in all of these short films that's just like that looks exactly like a Covenant gun right there or like that is almost Master Chief armor I'm looking at there. And then there's like convoys of soldiers in a short, and you're just like that's like this is like this could have been a shot from the Halo movie. So. Uh, man, what could have been? Hopefully that Showtime series will be able to catch up to those visuals. But, yeah, so check that out. Got to check that out. Um, 
Another mini-review, there's a, a Canadian show that's on Netflix. I don't think it's very old, but I think it just dropped on Netflix called Kim's Convenience. We just finished watching episode three before we hopped on this podcast. Um, it is delightful. It's hilarious. It's just about this Korean family that owns a convenience store in, um, I believe it's Toronto. And it's just really funny. So uh, go uh, go watch that. And then I said I would save the, the worst for last. Uh, unfortunately... I watched the first two episodes of Matt Groening's new show, creator of The Simpsons, Disenchantment. I'm not digging it. It was, uh, unfortunately, just not very funny. Like, the, the animation is there. It's on point. You know, the characters look like Futurama Simpsons characters. Nothing's wrong with that. You got a great level of voice talent. But we, me and my wife were just sitting there on episode two, and we're just like, when's the last time we laughed at any joke? So... I, we got some other people out there that I know are continuing on to episode three and so on. And I told them to let me know if it gets any better. But uh, you might have to stick around further than uh, episode two for a disenchantment to like it. But, you know, let me know what you think. But there you go. Four mini reviews. That's what I did this week. All right. That, that's definitely, definitely something. So I, I wish I would have had time to consume uh, media this weekend, Mike. So you got go me. Play Shovel, go play Shovel Knight, or I think Shovel Knight and uh, Oat Studios are would be standouts for the type of audience that we get on this show. I tell you what I did, actually. I bought a new VR game I've not played yet this weekend. It was on sale. Mm-hmm. Star Trek Bridge Crew. Oh, I've heard of that. Uh, you get to play as one of the character. Uh, you get to play as one of the crew members on the, on Star Trek, uh, the first one, I think, the first Enterprise. Uh, they have the Next Generation uh, pack. I didn't buy it yet because it wasn't on sale, but um, I'm excited to see what that's like. I'm not a Star Trek person, but I would love to 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 do that. So I, um, I'll keep you posted on that one, Mike. Nice. Uh, but we're here to talk about news. We got news this week. Um, so you ready to you ready to jump into this? I don't know if you've seen this yet. This is going to be a big one for you right here. I haven't clicked on any of our links yet. Okay, great. So the first link is Captain Marvel, actually. Whoa. A, uh, a um, Spanish magazine called Mundo Dos Superheroes. Maybe this is, maybe not French, maybe this, or Spanish, maybe this is French. I don't know. I can't, I can't read it. <laughs> but... Uh, we get to see some art of what appears to be Brie Larson in a Captain Marvel costume. Yeah, there there you go, and that's the real costume. Uh, I would assume that this is official. I don't think uh, magazine covers out there can just be throwing up uh, concept art without Marvel's permission. So mm-hmm. this might be the closest first look that we have at the real Captain Marvel costume, which is what we all thought it would be. You know, you got the the blues, the reds, the, the silver trim. Uh, we have that little scarf dangling down from the waist, which we saw on um, one of Thanos' children yep, uh, last week. On the, yep. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. It looks like Captain Marvel. You do have a Brie Larson appearance there. Like we said, this is concept art. So we got to be getting uh, closer to, you know, seeing something official, right? Yeah. So, like, again, uh, real life, I mean. I did I did the math. Uh, Black Panther trailer came out in June, and it came out in February, right? Mm-hmm. We are now a month behind where we should have gotten a Captain Marvel teaser. So, oh, wow. Um, so we are looking forward to a very probably tease-filled, packed, you know, third, fourth quarter of the year. So, so yeah, there's – speaking of uh, quarters uh, and uh, sports analogy coming in, if anybody out there uh, is a sports aficionado and understands the world like we don't, 
um, is there any big games coming up? Because I feel like there's three ways Marvel premieres a trailer. They're either attaching it to a sports event, which I believe was what happened to Black Panther. I think it was like maybe an NBA Finals game or something, yeah. or a big NBA game in general, uh, like I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I saw I saw it in theaters, when, or I was in the theaters when it came out, so I had to rush home to watch it. Yeah. So. They'll, they'll either attach it to another movie coming out, which, you know, I don't think they're going to wait until Venom, until October. Well, well, at October least with the time would- to... October will be Avengers 4 territory. Yeah, like, at least with the timetable that you're giving. Yeah. And then the, the third, they usually attach... They It just kind of uh, comes up out of nowhere. It's just a, a Marvel trailer on its own is an event. Good, good so, Morning America or Jimmy Kimmel. It's either yeah. first thing in the morning or last thing in the day. Yeah, so... Yeah, maybe... I mean, maybe tomorrow. Who knows? Maybe we wake up to a, a Captain Marvel trailer and we didn't even know it. We're going to get that notification as soon as we get done recording. <laughs> prepare for this Captain Marvel trailer. <laughs> Uh, tomorrow. I mean, honestly, I mean, I, we are we are overdue for one. Um, I think you know this is a new character. This is this isn't. I mean, people know Captain Marvel, but there are people who don't know Captain Marvel. Um, I was uh, regaled with a story yesterday of someone who watched Infinity War, and at the end, they're like, "Why did Nick Fury page Captain America?" Um, <laughs> because people don't know. I mean, we, we get yeah. it. We're in this all the time. But like, if you just saw that logo, what would would you think that right away? Like, it's. It's a little out there, um, so we are we are overdue for our Captain Marvel teaser, and that's coming up in in March. Um, again, they may not attach it to Venom, and they probably won't wait for New York Comic Con to do a Captain Marvel. But uh, I I think again, the last time Marvel did a huge presentation for more than just one movie, they set aside like a whole day for it and got all the press in and involved with it. So yeah, my only possible theory would be is. Like you just said, if you're not familiar with Captain Marvel and you want the audience to connect that to the pager, maybe within the trailer premiere, they want to put that after credit scene in or at mm. least part of it, like a clip of Nick Fury dusting and then dropping the uh, pager. And then, you know, it cuts to Captain Marvel and, you know, her trailer begins. But in order to do that, I could totally see Disney going, OK, well, the mo- everyone's seen this movie because it's made a ton of money. But still, there's a couple people that haven't. We don't want to spoil it yet. So it's been out in digital for a couple weeks now. Hopefully everybody who have wanted to see it by now that wouldn't care if it got spoiled has seen it. Okay, now Captain Marvel trailer. Because, they, you know, they did that a little bit in the Ant-Man and the Wasp trailer. They showed us some Civil War, but that was plenty of time. So maybe they're trying, trying to uh, speed up the time scale. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't I don't think so. I mean, I was thinking, we just brought that up, like, what if it was, um, you know, they when it comes out on streaming services, such as their Netflix deal, uh, so everyone really has access to it. Um, but that's, that wouldn't be until like November, December. So I doubt, I doubt they wait that long as well. Um, but I could see, I could totally see the beginning of that trailer. It, it's still that in shot of infinity war where it's zooming in on the pager. And that's how the first shot opens up in the trailer. Like yeah. that would be really cool. It fades into her chest piece. That would be really sweet. Uh, the only thing about this concept art I want to add before we let, it's actually not silver. It's supposed to be gold. So I think this is one of a few suits we may see for her before we get Ooh. to her red, gold, and blue in uh, Avengers 4. So, all right. All right. Uh, I'm down with that. But we just mentioned uh, Black Panther, uh, the trailer. Uh, Black Panther, the movie, uh, they just released the Wakanda remixed EP album, uh, which uh, I, I saw on Spotify, actually. And there's five songs from the Black Panther soundtrack, the actual musical soundtrack that have been remixed by people and you can listen to. Uh, I really I really like them. It's got some more uh, of a nice digital feel to them. Um, nice background music if you want to kill, you know, like All maybe right. 15, 20 minutes. So 
If you've got right. Spotify or links here, you can also preview them if you don't have Spotify and find them somewhere else. There you else. go. I think they're I think they're gonna try to make that Oscar run with Black Panther. They're just uh they're just waiting. Waiting mm-hmm. for the right time to pounce. It might be. I again I still think Infinity War was way better than Black Panther, but we'll we're gonna have a we're gonna have a long wait until till that comes out. We might have Avengers four title by then, Mike. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. Uh Doctor Strange two. You ready for some of this news? Because yes, I am. It. This is rumored to be shooting in the UK in June of next year already. All right. Uh, we do not have any director or script announcements yet, but we have been teased by Scott Derrickson with the Doctor Strange announcement coming up in October or, um, I guess, September um, a couple weeks ago, if you remember that. So were these just uh, uh, rumors, or is Doctor Strange, or is the Sanctum, or is some sort of magic supposed to be appearing in um, Homecoming 2? Or I guess it's far from home. No, no they said they now. said it is not appearing in home. Gotcha. Or far okay. from home. Um, like because there is a sanctum in England, they were like, oh, they could totally teleport. Back. Like that's how Peter could get to Europe is using the teleport. Through I think place. he'll just be in one of those like uh, iconic black London like taxi cabs, and he'll just look up th- from his window and be like, hey, that looks familiar. What if I he know somebody that has that on his T-shirt or something? I, I, I bet. <laughs> They're going to try to do a Sherlock Holmes reference with him mm. because they have the the Sherlock Holmes address in England there. Like, I could see them being silly like that, if anything. Um, however, if this is not Doctor Strange's movie filming in June of next year, it could be the Black Widow movie. Um, Marvel has reportedly, not officially announced, reportedly picked a director for this. The script has been worked on and almost done. Scarlett Johansson is on board. She was most recently named the highest paid actress of 2017, uh, I believe. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Um, I think uh, if they're going to do it, like they, they could definitely make Black Widow one of their big movie productions for next year, uh, other Ooh, than she, Doctor Strange. And I'm, I'm sure her agent is uh, chomping at the bit, ready to negotiate that, uh, that price. He's oh. like, hey... My lady's in demand right now, so you better be paying. I bet, I bet they already got it. I bet this is already done. I bet there's a lot more done than we already know on that one, um, mm-hmm. which would be really cool. Um, but also, if it back to if it is Doctor Strange, uh, the report was also Benedict Cumberbatch gets a huge pay raise to come back. I think he made like three million or something for the first one, and he would get nine million to come back in Doctor Strange two. Ooh, you know it's weird. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch's celebrity. It's still extremely high. I don't want to say that he's not like a superstar because he is, but don't you feel like his he's kind of reached his ceiling? He's kind of plateaued up there. Like I feel like he's gotten as famous as he could possibly get. You know, he's been in one of the biggest action movies ever, Doctor Strange. He got to do these fun little iconic roles. He was in a Star Trek movie. Uh, he was in an Oscar-nominated movie. I don't know if he technically has an Oscar yet, but I feel like he's reached his max we've 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 have we have been fully saturated with cumberbatch so this might be the biggest pay raise he ever gets in his career right now well i think in terms of popularity he is he is maybe possibly knock on wood we could always be surprised maxed out in terms of popularity and popular movies and pop culture Uh but in terms of you know surprising us with artsy movies are actually like you know 
you know, movies that we that are not in this podcast wheelhouse, he could totally go on and, and blow us away. Yeah, I mean, uh, talk about iconic roles. He's been Doctor Strange. He's been Khan. He's been Sherlock Holmes. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the dude's been running the gamut. I don't yeah. know what else he could possibly do. I, I mean, if they made if they made him, I don't think they would make him James Bond. But if they made him James Bond, I mean, like a James would, Bond villain. <laughs> imagine. Oh, I like that better. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Get on it, Cumberbatch. Yeah. So uh, either way, I, I mean, I, I still think, I think in terms of pop popularity, maybe. Um, but I mean, how badass was he in Inv- Infinity War? He was. Uh, he was OP, overpowered, as they'd say in the video yeah. game circuit. But I, I didn't. I didn't he, mind that. He is the only person again to put a worried expression on Thanos' face. Uh, yeah. He's like, what battle. is this? What is this wizard doing? He yeah. must not have wizards on his planet. Like we have like big. He's like you know I'm not the only purple buff dude i killed all the other ones but you know i was worried about them but we don't got wizards this is crazy yeah yeah <laughs> uh, well what uh was well, telling me he's doing like balloon he had everybody like i don't know that, that movie's just so good he was like such a great part of it to see him kind of become a more confident spellcaster than he was in the first one so uh-huh. uh again as you like to say mike the bill comes due so hopefully <laughs> we will get to see a doctor strange too yeah uh if we talked about Doctor Strange 2 being in production next year, maybe Black Widow. I do not think Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 will be in production next year. I think this will be delayed from their original re- release table a little bit. Ooh, it's getting rough over there for I the think, Guardians. I think maybe... I mean, we've already got next year's movies mapped out. Doctor Strange 2 could kick off the summer of the next year uh, with a Black Widow in the, the, the midsummer and then something new in the fall. Uh, but... Uh, through the Variety article we've talked about earlier, actually, before the show started, um, James Gunn met with Alan Horn, uh, who is one of the people, probably the person who fired him from, from Guardians 3 this week. And um, from sources about this meeting, not from Alan Horn or James Gunn, um, Kevin Feige was not there. He was out of town. They met trying to get him, get James Gunn back on board for this. And uh, apparently Alan Horn will stick by his decision to not let him come back. But reportedly, they will now get to use this, his script for the movie uh, after yeah, the movie. Yeah, there's a lot going on here because apparently he only took this meeting just out of a courtesy to meet with him. You know, he was never going to change his mind, I guess. You know, okay, whatever. So I guess using his script probably keeps Dave Batista on board, board because that was his kind of um, that was his uh, negotiation tactic. He's like, I'm going to be out of this movie unless we use his script at least. But at the same time, isn't I, I feel like that's just very hypocritical because the whole point was Disney was like we're severing ties with Gunn because his old tweets and jokes do not resonate with the story of our uh, of our company. But we're still going to keep his script. And he writes the script, so the same person that wrote the tweets also gets to write the script for the movie that you're making. It just doesn't make any sense, you know. It's just like if you're if you were that uh, if you were that opposed to the things he wrote on Twitter, why mm. would you be okay with the things he wrote on a script? It almost like it should be the other way around. Like, oh well, he gets to keep directing the movie, but now we're going to use somebody else's script. You know, it just it's so weird. It, it feels like it should be all in or all out. But at, at the same time, I'm not complaining though because. As we've talked about it before, I don't think Disney really cares about the tweets. They care about the business side of it. So they just got to get his face off of the movie. So when the trailers come out and they go to per- they and when they go to promote the movie, don't they don't have to worry about all these like groups going after the film and like messing with the box office. So they just need his face off of it. And like the lay person out there never even looks who wrote the movie. They don't care. They don't put, they don't because- put that on the trailer. 
Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of weird. It's just like, well, I'm glad I get to see James Gunn's like vision of what the story would have been for the third movie, but somebody else is going to direct it. It's just so weird. It's just so crazy. Yeah. Well, also, like I said, I... I'm going to remain skeptical and such until Marvel or Disney announces whoever is doing the next movie or whatever is going to happen with this. Because they're going to have to spin it pretty hard. Uh, they, they've got to figure out a way to make this. Wait until everything's died down and people have forgotten. Yeah. And then not rip off the band-aid so hard later. But like this is, we're not going to see this movie probably until 2021 or late 2020 now. Um, yeah, this, is, this has been removed from their... Uh, May time slot, I almost guarantee it. Like, they're not kicking off the summer with the Guardians of the Galaxy movie now. Yeah, they're going to have to be careful, though, just because uh, Chris Pratt, he's still a catch for a lot of other studios, and he's not necessarily going to be able to wait around. I'm sure he has a I'm sure his schedule is packed for like the next couple of years, so they're going to have to probably plan a lot around him, and I'm sure the Guardians 3 dates were already set, and now things are getting all wonky. But, you know, if, if we think James Gunn is officially done over at Disney, what do you think he should do next? Uh, because he's going to keep creating. I don't think other other studios... I bet the second... Uh, DC heard that he was off the project. He got a call from DC. Whether or not he wants to do a DC movie is up for debate, but I guarantee he got a call from every other studio in town the second they knew he wasn't tied to Disney anymore because they want gun. They don't care. They want to capitalize on this opportunity, you know? So what do you, what do you think he should do next? I honestly, the only thing I can think of, if I was to put him in a superhero movie, and I said get Johnny Knoxville cast as Plastic Man <laughs> and have James Gunn do that movie. I mean, that sounds right up his alley. Because, A, that movie is not serious at all, or that character is not serious at all. Johnny Knoxville looks like Plastic Man, although he did do the stretchy stuff kind of in Men in Black 2, and that was kind of uh-huh. stupid, but like we've come a long way from a, a Men in Black 2 script. I, I honestly don't know. I, I mean, I really, I really don't know where I'd put him, because, again, I've seen his movie Slither and Super before Guardians, but that's really been about it. So um, I, I would not know where to put James Gunn at all. Did, did you have somewhere... I mean, I could see kind of all of this nonsense just kind of like shaking him up and just kind of like making him like very frustrated that, you know, he's getting bounced off of this movie. And I could see him maybe going to like a streaming service or maybe even to like an HBO because he's such a big name that I'm sure he could make literally anything he wanted and any streaming service would greenlight it. So, you know, that's where all the hot energy and creativeness so, is going to a streaming service. So you would say something original from him, and not not an adaptation or yeah, possibly stuff. Yeah, he might have like a crazy idea that he wants to do maybe like an eight episode limited series. Puts it out, wins an Emmy, then goes on and maybe he gets to do Guardians Four. I don't know. Maybe Disney just like, hey, we got new, we got a new president over here. It doesn't give a that doesn't give a crap about all this. Come back and make another movie. Time heals all wounds. Yeah. Well, I don't. Alan Horn is he's not the he's not the president he's just yeah, the I, chairman I keep, yeah. yeah I keep saying president but what yeah. I mean okay. is you know person yeah. in it's not it's not Bob Iger who's on yeah. vacation so we just gotta there's you, a lot Bob, of, do you think Bob, Bob Iger and um and Kevin Feige go on vacation together they're like let's just go do a bunch of rich things <laughs> yeah let's go let's go dive in our Scrooge McDuck vault full of money from all these things <laughs> we've got let's go to that private island that no one else knows about this this section over here, this island over here, that's the James Gunn Island we, we can't go over there that's where the darkness <laughs> is touching right now um anyway so other than that we know Marvel has movies set for next year Captain Marvel Avengers 4 and Spider-Man Far From Home currently in production uh, we have a video of Tom Holland on set. Um, you've probably not watched. This is uh, 
from him is where he's talking about how he does all his own stunts while there is a his stuntman is literally behind him. <laughs> yeah, I'm watching it silently right now. There's just a, a motionless person in the background, just uh, under a crane. There's a bunch of blue screens around him. Yeah, and then uh, at the end of this, about 20 <laughs> seconds in, he gets hit with a huge blast of water and knocked backwards. Uh, kind of I mean, name more con- confirmed, I think, is no. what we're trying to go for here. No, not, not even. <laughs> so I've seen the stupidest things. Everyone's like, oh, Hydro Man is now in Spider-Man Far From Home. I'm like, why though? F with Hydro Man being Spider Man, like you know, it's Mysterio. This is in Venice. If you notice the the way the the set is lined up here, like that's some Venice architecture. Mm-hmm. I think it's Mysterio, like you know, causing some illusions and stuff like that, and he's getting hit with water. I was gonna say, what do you, what do you think is the story element that's getting Peter Parker all around the UK? I mean, it makes sense that like, oh. I guess it's got to be like some sort of maybe European field trip or something, right? Like, some, there's got to be some sort of story mechanic yeah. that gets him going from Venice to London. I don't know to possibly like another city and maybe like a mountain town or something. Like, w- there's got to be some sort of mechanic that's getting him around there because he's Spider-Man. He doesn't fly. There's not skyscrapers all the way from London to Venice. That doesn't make any sense. So I think um, to me, I would say that there is some sort of field trip in his school. Nick Fury's like, we need you to go undercover in Europe for us. And this is your, your guys. Like, you're on a field trip in Europe, but we need you doing stuff for us while you're there. Because well, there's something there. That's that's my assumption. Like, he's not just on a normal, like, I don't know, some kid or maybe, who lives with his aunt and, and Queens maybe, is on a field maybe, trip in there. Maybe Aunt May could possibly be pressuring him. Because as we saw from the last uh, Spider-Man movie, at the end, she finds out that he's Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. You know... Uh, he goes off, you know, to Infinity War, gets stranded on a planet, somehow gets back. Aunt May would be like, oh, I was worried sick. I thought you were dead. You're taking all this stuff way too seriously. You need to be a kid, and you need to go on this field trip. And I could totally see that being enough to motivate him to get out of town. He's just like, you know what? That's not a bad idea. I almost died on another planet. I think it would be okay to go on a field trip and hang out with my buddies. But then all of a sudden, a bunch of kooky craziness happens. I, that's way too much coincidence. I think that there's got to be something that puts him there. I don't know. We'll see. Um, they're also, I think, if we remember Civil War, like, wasn't his aunt worried about money and how they can afford all the special Tony Stark stuff? And Tony's like, I'll take care of it for you. So, I don't know. We're going to have to wait and learn more. But I don't think it's Hydro Man is what I'm trying to say, Mike. Like, that <laughs> yeah, is it's Namor, stupid... like I'm saying. Oh, my God. It's Namor, it's Namor confirmed. Aquaman crossover. Please, Mike. Please. You know, <laughs> this, is, this is what DC wants. Um but I don't know. I'm excited to see. I want to see the designs for Mysterio um, f- officially from Marvel before they get set photos of him, though. That's what I would like to see. Mm-hmm. You want to see the fishbowl head? You want to uh, see yeah, the fishbowl head? I'm kind of curious if it would be an actual fishbowl. Or maybe they could do like a visual representation of an orb. Maybe it'll be like some sort of like smoke or vapor that just kind of pools around the head that mm-hmm. looks like an orb. That could be kind of cool. But they, yeah, they got to get some sort of iconic like kind of round shape around his head. Yeah, it's got to look like he does in the comics. If they can get black mana on the screen with his big head and Aquaman, <laughs> they can do it here for sure. Agreed. Agreed. In the Venomverse, it's coming up, Mike. We, oh, is that are, what we're calling it now? The Venomverse? No, no, no. It's Sony's universe of Marvel characters. Yeah, But tickets are not on sale yet, which is... is, is I want to buy my tickets. But the tracking already indicates that it's upwards towards $85 million in the first three days for this movie. Uh-huh. Which would make it the top movie in October ever, which is currently held by uh, Gravity at $55 million. 
So if this movie gets over $55 million, it is the highest movie to ever release in October ever. Well, so. I mean, that's uh, kind of uh, doing what they did with Black Panther or uh, maybe um, Deadpool first in February, right? Yeah, they're just these superhero movies are just remaking every month of the calendar year, yeah. just kind of destroying the borderlines between summer movies. Because I believe in the past on this show, we've tried to do kind of like summer movie wrap-ups and we've tried to predict when the end of summer is and sometimes sometimes we'll stretch it all the way to October cuz there's like one movie there, but I don't know, now October just really doesn't feel like summer anymore. It's just mm. too far out. It's just too far out. Yeah, well, it's weird cuz this is at the beginning of October, not the end of October, which is usually when I, when I think of October, I'm like Halloween time. Mm-hmm. This is like now first week of October, bro. Like you're in this awkward zone. But even then, um, you know, again, 85 million to me is like that's not really a whole lot in terms of superhero movies. But when it is potentially a, an R-rated movie in in October, that is that is actually quite a hard month to get money in. If gravity's yeah, w- if gravity's the top holder. October cannot be that good normally. Yeah, I would think the the budget for this movie still has to be relatively high. Tons of uh, computer effects have to go into making Venom. And we've seen the goo piles that are fighting each other in the trailer. This can't mm. be cheap. So maybe $125 million budget plus marketing. Uh, so, yeah, they better hope they have some good overseas numbers. Um, they're counting on this. There's a lot riding on this movie for, the, for Sony. Yeah, um... Some other I don't know where people are getting these budgets from. I just looked it up and someone's like forty million dollars for budget. I'm what? Like, I really don't think so. <laughs> like no. Uh, but anyway, uh, if Venom Venom takes the top October, like again, I'd like to see a breakdown of every top month every movie's top movies and see how many of those are actually superhero movies. Because <laughs> that would be quite quite the list. Give it time, Chris. Give it time. <laughs> yeah, I will. Daredevil season three uh, got some news here that surprised me. Apparently, um, this image here I got Whoa, implies there's dark. a Daredevil imposter going on the city. Since we last saw Matt Murdock kind of quote unquote dying under the city, I, I wish I had Photoshop open right now and I'd throw this in and try to brighten it up. But from what, it almost kind of looks like the Daredevil movie costume. I don't know if it's just because the lighting makes it look like a little extra shiny, but. I guess uh, maybe this is Kingpin's doing. Maybe he uh, told some dude to dress up like well, Daredevil and ransack the. Is that the newspaper office he's in? It looks like, like the, the something. I think it says Bulletin. Yeah, New York Bulletin. Yeah, isn't yeah. that the place where Karen Page works? I could not tell you. I don't. It's been a minute since I've seen uh, Karen Page or Daredevil. Mm-hmm. But we see Matt Murdock here on the left in his original Black Ninja costume, which we knew he would be coming back to, mm-hmm. and someone is in his. Or a fake version of his Daredevil costume trying to just soil the Daredevil name, it looks like. You know what? The funny thing is, is back in the day, I would say, like, how can you just replicate a superhero's costume? That just doesn't seem, like, realistic. Like, only Spider-Man could possibly have a Spider-Man costume. But then I'm just like, I follow, like, a bunch of cosplayers on Instagram. It would not be hard for just, like, some teenager to whip up a Daredevil costume that's, like, extremely accurate. So It's probably better actually, than the real one, yeah. Yeah, this is very realistic, well, actually. Well, also, <laughs> in this world, we have... Um, the guy who plays Stiltman who makes the armor for Daredevil. Like, if he yeah, thinks Daredevil's true. at him, he's getting paid money, or the Kingpin's threatening his family again, he could be making the armor for other yeah, people. Yeah, I mean, that's actually a good uh, story uh, development, because 
the whole point was he said, I'm going to be here to protect you. It's okay if you make me this costume because I'm not going to let anybody hurt your daughter or hurt you again. Yeah. Uh, but if he's gone or theoretically dead, yeah, Kingpin could just start putting a squeeze on him and say, I make another costume or, you know, you're going to die. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's that. And that, 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 that is taken from the born again storyline. So they, they did have imposters in there. So uh, we, we know born again will be a big influence on this. But what even surprised me, several TV reviewers have already received screener copies of the first six episodes. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. That's cool. That's quick. And they said the embargo, you cannot review this until October, which means they could drop it in the end of October. Well, I feel like, yeah, in the past, I feel like those reviews for Netflix shows, like what maybe come out a week at this as before the show comes out yeah, a week maybe two weeks uh if the, if they want to yeah a, a skeptical side of me thinks that they were like nobody liked the first season of iron fist it was so bad we got to make sure that we have a palate cleanser as soon as possible after season two in case it's not any good so put iron fist out in september and as soon as people are done either being mad at it or being happy with it hit them with daredevil which is what they're looking for that's kind of what the cynical side of me thinks it could be but they they, netflix doesn't like to draw things out either they like to just give it to you as soon as it's ready like that is like the other thing like it's weird that it would be so fast it just makes me think they would they would have held off at least until november i could see them maybe not hitting december because you know a lot of holidays a lot of big movies coming out in december like maybe hit for that november time but yeah october seems so soon it does i'm thinking there's something an iron fist that ends with that kicks off daredevil season three oh, and, yeah, and that's why they need to bring it up a little quicker because they're like we don't want to leave the end of iron fist you know too long without getting that daredevil thing in here so i'm because again, our assumption is Iron Fist is taking over for Daredevil, clean, keeping the city clean. Maybe he encounters this one of these imposters, and it kicks off Daredevil season three. I, Actually, I, I would really, I would really appreciate that because I really wish these shows were a little bit more connected than this, than just like a character kind of floats over every once in a while, like a night nurse or a misty night. You know, it would be kind of cool if the one did kind of dovetail into the other kind of nicely. Yeah, that, that's how Punisher worked. I mean, that's exactly how Punisher worked. It dovetailed out of Daredevil season two, so um, some of these other ones I think should take that lead as well. So I, I totally agree with you. But speaking of Iron Fist, we got a trailer, a season two trailer, the first official trailer. Have you watched this yet? Uh, I think I've seen bits of it at Comic Con okay. before the trailer came out, but then I did watch the trailer also. I have to tell you, there are more fight scenes and glowing fists in this trailer than the entire first season of Iron Fist. A whole lot. Of, I, I do have to say, I still haven't done any hard research on what the red Iron Fist is, mm-hmm. but I don't think. It's from punching the other end of the dragon. Like I said the other week, it seems to be some sort of serpent. So I'm thinking a different animal out there. Maybe some sort of mystical thing that you have to go punch. Well, the steel serpent is is not the same. It's another dragon. There's multiple dragons in this world. So, yeah, it comes (laughs) from the other one. Um, But there's a red fist and a yellow fist. We get to see Mm -hmm. a lot of Davos, a lot of fight scenes. Even Colleen Wing has some hella fight scenes. I think she caught a chain in one of the the shots as well. I was I was really impressed with uh, Colleen's fight scenes when we saw clips at Comic Con. So I'm looking forward to seeing those bits. Uh, I saw one new shot of a uh, Typhoid Mary that I didn't see before, where it mm-hmm. looks like she might be getting the best of a uh, of Danny for like uh, a quick second. So yeah. I'd like to know why she's such a good fighter. I get why somebody with a split personality could be a villain, but 
I don't know how the split personality <laughs> automatically makes you like a kung fu master, but I guess we'll find out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've actually had people go out of their way to text me that they like this trailer. Like, and I was like, "Did you like the first season?" They were like, "Hated it," but this trailer <laughs> makes me feel really good about this season because of the the better fight sequences and the choreography and the increased amount of him actually using an iron fist. Mm-hmm. I don't think he he didn't come off as much of a douchebag either. Uh, did you trailer. ever get a Did you ever get around to watching finishing Luke Cage season two? No, not at all. Uh, I mean, I, he had his own he had his own episode in there uh, with uh, Luke Cage, and I didn't like him in that either. So I don't know what it is. I don't know if I just don't like Finn Jones. I don't know if I've just been burnt so bad by that first season. But this is an uphill battle for sure for me. So, mm. well, I, we'll I'm just, I just I just had to put it in there because I was. I, Normally, if something's universally agreed upon, nobody texts me and says, hey, did you, this is good, or hey, yeah. this is bad, because everyone universally agrees with it. So I was very um, shocked when people went out of the way to tell me. So um, people are looking forward to this. You can see the the trailer in our show notes below if you've not watched it yet, and let us know what you think, because it's coming out the same day I think IRS Spider-Man for PS4 comes out. So we have a battle to choose that month, Mike. <laughs> I still got to finish the old one, but whatever. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the season six, which is coming next summer, is uh, debuted, believed to be July of 2019, not June, like we were kind of hoping for, for summer. Mm-hmm. But again, this is uh, to, to again, fight the declining ratings of a Friday night show. And um, It's a shortened season, right? Is shorter, it 13 episodes? I don't know the exact number, but it is a shorter season, and they've not said if Coulson's going to be back yet or not, so like, there's a lot we don't know about this. But I mean, he's directing the first episode, so I don't think he's off the show. Oh, I don't think he's off the show either, but they haven't showed anyone on set or anything like that. They haven't. They, they, he's not been in his clothes at all in there. Uh, mm. We know he's coming in Captain Marvel in February, so we will get Clark, or Clark Gregg in February. Um, I think the only other thing is, if this comes out after Spider-Man... Far From Home, do you think it will tie in the Far From Home or anything that happened in there or just still be S.H.I.E.L.D. as it is? Like telling I think it's just going to be S.H.I.E.L.D. as it is because they're lucky that it's positioned in July. They don't have to deal with all this fallout and everything. Maybe they could start to bring in the idea of mutants, but I don't think they'd want to do that since they've put so much work into Inhumans. They'll probably stick with that path. Um, I'm just kind of more curious what ABC is going to do on Friday nights. Are they going to try to like uh, uh, re- refresh what they do on Fridays without Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Usually they kind of do more um, uh, kind of science fiction-y scheduling on TV networks on Fridays because that's sometimes where their audience is. So, um, yeah, I'll be curious to see uh, if uh, a Marvel show ends up in the, the main timeline of ABC at this this year at all. If they got nothing on the docket for this TV year, you know. Yeah, um, so they'd have ABC to be. Wi- yeah. ABC-wise. Yeah, uh, they said they had some teases for us. Um, we'll definitely have to see what that what that is. But season six, S.H.I.E.L.D., July, it'll miss all this other fun Marvel stuff in the meantime. Do, have you, you haven't watched The Runaways yet, have you? Not yet, man. Uh, I'm watching Kim's Convenience right that's now. That's true. So... <laughs> I didn't finish Luke Cage, but I did watch Runaway, so we'll, we'll, we'll call it even. Um, There's a Venn diagram of me and you where it meets in the middle. That's the podcast. Yeah, pretty much. There's a couple overlaps. Um, Runaway Season 2 is actually scheduled to debut this December, so a little uh, little less than a year maybe, I think, since the last one, or maybe right out of a year. But the difference is Season 2 will debut all the episodes on Hulu at once instead of weekly like it was last time. Um, we watched them weekly last time. It was actually pretty good, but... Um, if you want to catch up on it, you might want to do that before 
season two drops in December. So if Runaways is coming in December, that makes me feel like Daredevil may be more in October or November. Than oh yeah, maybe they thought. have to maybe they have to worry about uh, other superheroes. Yeah, it's get it's a thick schedule out there for sure. Yeah. Uh, but real quick on the note of Venn diagrams, <laughs> I, I'm I'm really happy I did watch Predator last week because that awesome handshake between um, Arnold and. Um, uh, what's the other guy's name that's doing the handshake? Uh, he's in Arrested Development. That's the only he, reason I know he, he, his name. He's Carl making Weathers. a stew. Yeah, Carl Weathers. Carl makes Weathers, a stew. that's right. That's the new Venn diagram. People are using that as a meme. They put text over Arnold's bicep. They put text over Carl Weathers' bicep. And then when the fists touch, that's the middle of the Venn diagram. So get out of here, math class. We don't need those charts anymore or whatever class used them. I don't even know. But it's the it's the handshake now. It's that big buff handshake. That's the new Venn diagram. So but you, you have to know what a Venn diagram is to use that, so I don't think you should take it out of the classes at all. No, I bring in the muscles. More muscles in, in school. Oh, Lord. Anyway, speaking of <laughs> muscles, let's talk Lady and the Tramp. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, the movie that's coming out uh, on the Disney streaming service has cast Tessa Thompson, who played Valkyrie. Uh, I forgot this was Disney streaming. Yes, uh, to voice the character of Lady. Who is the mm. lady dog? Do you think is this kinda... is going to harken back to the live action real animals being run around on set, or is this going to be like full CG computer animated, like Jungle Book quality budget for the Disney streaming service? Oh, not not Lady and the Tramp. Have you watched Lady and the Tramp? It's not that good. They don't need that kind of budget. <laughs> uh, but I, I I really don't know. I just know Tessa Thompson's in literally everything. You can throw a rock and hit a movie she's in right now, like. She's That's in Westworld, true. Valkyrie. What was it? Um, she was in Thank You for... Was, was uh, uh, sorry to Bother You. Sorry to Bother You, yeah. Something like that. So, I mean, she's in everything. Uh, she was in the um, the Annihilation movie that was on Netflix earlier this year with Natalie Portman. She's in everywhere, so good for her. Good for her. Uh, Mulan, I know you're excited for this because uh, there's that song about you have what it takes to be a man. I don't know the song. I actually, <laughs> I'm not a Mulan person. But we have the actress, uh, uh, I believe her name is... Uh, Lu Wufei uh, as Mulan in the upcoming live action movie, which will not be a shot for shot remake of it. It'll adapt a little bit, which they have to do for the live action one. So, um, yeah, I mean, it looks it looks cool. This uh, this actually now could be in a new context of um, of Asian films, just because this weekend uh, Crazy Rich Asians came out, mm-hmm. which has been making huge waves. Uh, like all over the news because people are talking about the success of the movie. Even though I hear it's kind of more of like a pedestrian kind of rom-com, but everything else surrounding the movie is really exceptional. So maybe this will just uh, increase the popularity for just um, Asian actors and like real serious movies where they're just kind of not like side characters anymore. So this this is all good news for the Mulan movie, you know? Yeah, and I mean, honestly, I mean, it, lo- it looks good. I think I'm trying to figure out what... I've seen her in some movie, and I cannot think what it is. I wanted to say it was, like, that Iron Man 3 where she was, like, cut out of it, or they only showed it in China or something like that. I could be oh, very the, wrong. Oh, like, the, the doctor or something like that? And yeah. Weird, yeah. Gonna, I, don't, I don't know, maybe. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of just going to do a quick breeze through her movie thing. Just a bunch of Chinese title things here. Right. Do we know for sure or not if we're getting Mushu? Are we getting a sassy CGI dragon in this movie, or are they cutting it out and trying to just go realistic? Um, I I don't I don't know. I've I've I've, I've heard 
that we're not getting a Mushu. But I don't know if that's just random internet chatter that I'm just paying attention on the wrong stuff. But I would be really upset if there wasn't some sort of Mushu in this movie. I need some sort of like saucy uh, cartoon character or like um, what am I supposed to be excited for? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I definitely think so. I'm kind of going through the, the list here. Um, it could be it could be Mushu as more of um. Maybe not the dragon version that we know from the movie because this comes back from an old Chinese ballad, like before it was a movie. Oh uh, man! Yeah, All right. I know, but they've already cast the characters of Poe and Ling, which were, I believe, um, those are the, the 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 guys who dress up as girls at the end there and try to sneak mm-hmm. into things. So they're yeah. they're pulling some of it in there. I just don't know it, what's going on here. So we'll we'll have to play more. But but I mean, it's cool. You know, they're casting. You know, it's they're not whitewashing the the role as you know a lot of people. We're horribly worried about for this one. So, mm-hmm. anyway, Star Wars Episode Nine. Um, I've got a title theory for you here, and you, you can tell. I read this somewhere, and I just kind of ran with it, and I liked it. I want to put it by you. Okay. Star Wars: A New Order. Oh, a new order, which is kind of a hearkening to A New Hope, which was the very first Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. I like that. It could a, be a, a Jedi order. order. It could be a new first order. It could be, you know, new Force Je- users, like a Jedi, or ju- or just like a new order to the galaxy. Because yeah. they're kind of they're kind of hinting at that maybe we shouldn't be divided so on lar- light and dark. Maybe things should start to overlap. Be that muscly Venn diagram that we're looking for. Uh, yeah, I love that title. That's actually really good. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't bother me either like I, I don't know it just feels good it doesn't like it's not force or jedi or something like that it's just a new order like it's very i don't know it, it's subtle and and good but we could be wrong we will, we will probably very much be wrong uh but um i'm glad i have your support mic on this like that's, <laughs> that's really all i really wanted that's that was probably the the, the quickest uh you know a uh, corner that i i've ever had there so that was that was smooth <laughs> did you watch the new trailer for Star Wars Resistance, the animated show coming? Uh, yeah, I actually I did saw it. I did see it. You did saw it. Okay, cool. <laughs> I done did seen it, Chris. Okay, so this is the Force Awakens prequel. As you can tell, it's got Poe Dameron in it, voiced by um, the actor who played Poe Dameron. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Um, Isaac something? He was Apocalypse. Anyway, um, <laughs> in this trailer, I, the, it kind of looks rotoscoped, if I was to be honest. Like that one movie is Scanner Darkly a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's just the lack of detail in the faces or if it's all just because of how it's shaded to like one color. Uh, it kind of is off-putting to me, but maybe I'm not the audience for this show. Maybe The Clone Wars is more up my alley. Yeah, it definitely seems brighter uh, and a little bit more uh, cheery art direction than some of the other CG Star Wars stories. But I think the biggest thing I took away from it is like I think Poe is just in this show just kind of to sell it. You know, I don't think he's going to be sticking around very much because uh, I don't think they could possibly p- pay the actor. Uh, for every episode that they do for this show. So they definitely lean into these other newer characters to really develop the show. So I don't think Poe is going to be sticking around for very long, but BB-8 could be in the whole series because he just does he just does beeps and boops. They don't need Bill Hader to do that uh, for this they, show. They probably got a soundboard. They have, like record all your beeps and boops here, and we will just yeah. push the buttons as we go. Um, I'm trying to see if uh, how long the episodes are. Not seeing them. Um, now I did I did notice because we did bring this up on the podcast you taught me this is this isn't on Disney XD this is just Disney Channel straight up yes I did teach you this well it, yeah. yeah it will premiere on Disney Channel and later <laughs> debut on Disney XD um, so it will cross over eventually but 
you're right. Poe Dameron, played by Oscar Isaac, and BB-8 Oscar are both, Isaac, that's yeah, what it is. <laughs> are, uh, and Gwendolyn Christie will be Captain Phasma. as get, They're marked as guests on the show. So, yeah, they probably won't show up. But General Leia Organa is a regular slash main character on this. She will be voiced oh, wow. by the voice actress Rachel Butera. Um, I don't think this will upset anybody because they've done main roles like with different voice actors before. So, I don't, does that bother you that they're bringing Leia into the show like with a different voice actor? Nope. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, me neither. Uh, Clone Wars did that with a lot of the characters. They didn't get a lot of the uh, the prequel characters to come voice. Like they didn't get Natalie Portman to be uh, Padme or you know Ewan McGregor to be Obi Wan. They got sound alike, so. That's cool. I probably won't watch this show, but there's a Star Wars cartoon for you out there. Wonder Woman 84 is giving us a throwback to the 80s with the Breakfast Club homage <laughs> featuring the cast and the director. Yeah, this is the first time I've seen this, and it just makes me think, uh, does Gal Gadot just kind of like walk around in her house like in her pajamas, like making toast and a bagel just in the uh, uh, Wonder Woman tiara? Yeah, the tiara. Because if, cause I would do that. I mean, if, if I was like a super a superhero in a movie and they give me props, I'd be like, I'm wearing this around the house. This is badass. Yeah, it's just weird looking, watching her being like casual t-shirt, but then also adorned with the headdress. Yeah. And then also my eye just kind of skips over everybody else and goes to Kristen Wiig, because I think this is the first time I I've ever seen her as like not herself almost like she's in this, this very dark eye makeup her hair is just kind of like flat and pushed to the side she looks a little bit more uh, moody like I- introverted there like yeah. she's such an extroverted type of personality and so I can kind of maybe start to see her a little bit as a as a villain surprisingly in this funny breakfast club moment mm-hmm. uh, my thing is I love Pedro Pascal in his like business suit and his hair is like kind of falling over like oh my god I forgot that was Pedro Pascal he put on weight for this role for sure <laughs> that, I think it's the I think it's the haircut man like he has oh, normally maybe. got the short black hair with like those brown 80s style just is not fitting him like at all just but. just rounding him out <laughs> yeah so and then the director and the, Patty Jenkins is in the back there they had to throw her in because yeah she's looking badass with that fist ready to fight some people that's right so that, that's a fun little photo there and I, I've included the original on the right in case you didn't know what it looked like Mike <laughs> I, I did I had, to, I had to look it up so that's well, it thank you uh, in DC News Aquaman has got a uphill underwater battle coming up this December because on December 21st there are six movies dropping in theaters Mike and these are not all horrible movies <laughs> so <laughs> These are not things we're running from, uh, not all of them at least. So first and foremost, we have Aquaman, right? Are mm-hmm. you going to watch Aquaman on that Friday, if at all possible? Um, I mean, that's the thing because... He looked uh, at you and said, my man, you have to go to Jason Momoa's I movie. mean, cor- correct me if I'm wrong. I don't see it on the list here, but maybe just because it's so obvious. But um, Spider-Man Enter the Spider-Verse is that same day, right? Um, It did not show up on this. Uh, let, me look, let me look it up. I'm going to have to look this up. Uh, maybe if it's on our website here. SuperheroSlate.com slash upcoming movies. No, that's the week before, the 14th. Good. I was a little worried. I thought it would land on the same weekend because then I'd be really con- really concerned. But, man, the December 21st, that's close to the holidays. I'm not too sure if I'm going to be home for the holidays yet or not. So I might have to wait to see this movie. I might have to go see it with uh, family, which wouldn't be a bad thing, but, I mean, I'll have to delay myself. But, yeah, he did look me right in the eye and say, my man. So I feel like that, that's garnering man. that's garnering a Thursday night uh, release. <laughs> It is. Uh, so we have Aquaman. That's the first big one. Um, 
in no particular order are the rest of these movies. Welcome to Marwin, which is the Steve Carell movie. I think it's a remake. Uh, that looks awful. I'm not seeing that. It, 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 I would say that if it wasn't from Robert Zemeckis, who did uh, Back to the Future and Forrest Gump. It just looks so bad. Yep. I do not want to see it at all. I think this is your older crowd movie right here. Like The people who, uh, 50 plus, are going to be watching Welcome to Marwin. Yeah, I could see that. The uh, Will Ferrell, John C. Riley, Holmes and Watson is dropping also on twenty first. Yeah. I think we have a screenshot of that out in the world now. No trailer quite yet, so yeah. I don't know how to feel about the movie yet. Yeah, there, there's. I, well, I think they're they're pushing Riley through his um, uh, Wreck It Ralph movie first before they they get him on the press tour for this one. Alita: Battle Angel is also the twenty first. Yeah, that one's very curious. I'm, I, I gotta. I think I, I gotta see that. They're gonna have people double dip in some of these movies. I feel like <laughs> that weekend. Uh, the one that we'll probably skip, even though the trailer continues to look good, is the Bumblebee movie. Yeah, surprising. Yeah, I, I've been fooled before. I've been <laughs> fooled before. Uh, and lastly, the family friendly movie, Mary Poppins Returns. Yeah, you know, I wasn't a Mary Poppins kid growing up. I understand the love for the movie. You know, I get it. But I just did not watch Mary Poppins growing up, so this literally means nothing to me. I'm like, I think the fact that um, what if I told you it's the guy who did the music to Hamilton is playing well, the chimney sweep in this one? Yeah, I mean that might be and kind wrote of fun. the music. I mean the the catching music has gotten me before at Disney. I mean that Moana soundtrack. Ooh, I love that. Believe it or not, I like the Frozen soundtrack. Get so the, the soundtrack good out. enough. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So. So we have. I mean, this isn't. These aren't movies for us, Mike. This is not all these movies. We're we got to watch them all. But if you look at the breakdown of of an audience, you know, makeup here, there are movies for everyone coming out this day. Yeah, I feel like Alita is gonna get the the biggest brunt of this, to be honest, because that doesn't seem like counter programming to any of this. You know, I feel like if Aquaman's not your thing. You're probably going to go see like maybe Bumblebee if that's kind of like the same type of realm you're looking for. Seems like you got to go way down the list before you arrive to Alita: Battle Angel, which is a property that no one's ever heard of. I mean, think about it. There is two movies on here. There's only one movie on here that's not. Well, no, actually, these are all based on something because Welcome to Marwin is actually based on like a documentary. It's like like a a real guy's life. So uh, I think Alita is the is is probably close to the least well known. What which is surprising, a popular anime. Everyone in Japan might know what it is, but over here in the states, I mean, maybe Robert Rodriguez and James Cameron is enough to push it. But I'm almost worried that this movie actually will be really good, and it won't get the audience it deserves because it's going up against like Aquaman. Yeah, I, I mean, it is going to be so hard to tell what what works here. I think Welcome to Marwin is going to be if you label these box office terms. The bottom of the barrel. Yeah, I think that's kind of more like they're looking for the Oscar push. Yeah. They just want to get nominated so they can put it on the Blu-ray and sell it on iTunes yep. and then get their money back that way. I think Holmes and Watson and Alita Battle Angel will have to battle it out for third and fourth, or, or fourth mm. and fifth uh, on this day. Uh, because Holmes and Watson, I think it will be a long-term funny movie. Like, word of mouth will sell that one more so than Alita Battle Angel. Bumblebee will... Mary Poppins and Aquaman are probably going to take the top three slots. I don't know in what order because Mary Pop. I'm going to be watching Aquaman and Mary Poppins Returns that weekend. I, I yeah, know I think, what I have to watch. I think Mary Poppins gets the family audience because yeah. a lot of people have movie traditions with their family over the holidays. And, mm-hmm. you know, if, you're, if your family skews younger, you're probably going to Mary Poppins. If they skew older, hopefully you're going to see Aquaman because Jason Momoa, he's my man now. <laughs> it's official. He said the, it in real the life. The only problem with the Aquaman is the last DC movie we had 
had, if, correct me if I'm wrong, was Justice League. <laughs> yeah, that is true. If you've got a bad taste of Justice League in your mouth, you're not going to go see Aquaman right out the gate. So. But, you know, if the patriarch of your family, you know, if the mom or dad makes the decisions and they're extremely nerdy people, you might be going to see Alita, which might be kind of cool. <laughs> or, or or Bumblebee, because you're like, we're a family who watches the Transformers movies. <laughs> this is a Transformer family. If you don't like it, you can get the hell out. <laughs> yeah. So I, I just I did not know so many movies were coming. Do you think any of these will move the release date? Actually, I, oh. I would think so. I think Alita should move to the beginning of December. Again? You, know, you don't. You don't want to fight with Spider-Man, but, you know, if you got your CG and stuff gun, done, come out early because uh, beginning of December, I don't think you got a whole lot to fight against. So let uh, me see here. Battle Angel was supposed to come out in July, so they've already pushed it back almost five months. So, well, then bring it bring it back a little closer. Come forward, until... okay. <laughs> I think, um, if anything, I think they'd pull Aquaman up to Spider-Verse week. Oh, really? Yeah. I think they would maybe try to do that. Well, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Or welcome to Marwin Holmes and Watson will just bugger off and, and yeah, back no, in a couple we, days. I, I don't think anybody's worried about those films yeah. uh, biting their box office. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, we're going to have to see how this plays out. I'm really interested. We don't have a Star Wars movie. We don't have a Marvel Studios movie in December. It's going to be an awkward couple of weeks there. But at least, we, like I said, we have Into the Spider-Verse, which we, if the story sucks, we can at least marvel at the beauty of it. And uh, Aquaman to follow up with that. So, Green Lantern core Green Lantern movie. I don't know whichever one it's going to be, but Tom Cruise is in consideration for the character of Hal Jordan. Oh, all right. I mean, um, I, he's gotten good faith out there in the in the box office community. Yeah. For um, for Mission Impossible, I hear the new. I hear the new one's good. It's a fun ride. It, so it's over half a half a billion dollars now. I think is yeah, what I just saw today. Can't go wrong there. Um, uh, Tom so, Cruise. I, I wish Tom Cruise at some point in time. Maybe he does in the new Fallout movie. I'm not sure, but he's getting older. You know, I, I would like to see him play a role where he leans into the fact that he d- actually does age. You know, that was uh-huh. kind of that was kind of the fun thing about some of the new James Bond movies, where he kind of admitted he wasn't as spry as he used to be. He doesn't like get up from a fight as quickly when he was uh, younger. So maybe Tom Cruise as an older, more veteran Green Lantern, Hal Jordan would be kind of interesting. Well, that's that's the whole script is it is the veteran Hal Jordan teaching the younger John Stewart. It's a buddy cop mm-hmm. kind of movie. It's like Top Gun, but instead of jets, they have green jets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, how Jordan is a fighter pilot. Maybe, yeah, there you maybe go. Maybe it's a Top Gun. This is Top Gun 2. This is what they're actually filming instead of oh Top Gun 2. Well, the problem is, and, and, and this is maybe spoilers, it may not be spoilers, Mike, but Tom Cruise was not hired on, or he didn't jump on the board when they first asked him, because in the first script, Hal Jordan dies at the end of it. Oh. And Tom Cruise is like, I don't want to play a character who dies. So right now he's still in contention, waiting on script changes if the if this is to be believed. So um, to maybe keep him around a little bit longer in that older mentor role of of Hal Jordan. Well, now it's just going to make the ending like kind of more tense actually because it's just like what's the studio going to do how much do they want tom cruise in the movie like he's in the movie but at the same time maybe there's a clause that they have to pay him more if they actually want to kill him i don't know uh maybe once he reads the scripts and he maybe he wants to be a superhero who, who knows they, they could be uh, changing it to where he's alive or they could be changing the terms of his death 
we don't really yeah. know yet. So it, it, it doesn't it doesn't bother me. Tom Cruise as a person in real life is a crazy a crazy banana man. Uh, that's a, a few bunches short of um, a truckload. I don't know what I'm going for here. He, <laughs> he is make, he make, he's fruity, he makes, is what Mike's trying to say. No, he makes he makes fun movies. He just believes in weird alien he, uh, churches. Yeah. Well, I, he also has his own franchise in Mission Impossible, so I don't think he needs to own the Green Lantern franchise as well. So That's true. Um, it's okay with me. So I'm okay with this. Suicide Squad 2 is going to lead to two movies we don't want to see made getting made. Uh, delays in the production of Suicide Squad 2 will allow Will Smith to film Bright 2 in uh, Bad Boys 3. You know what? I might not hate a Bad Boys 3. Uh, who's making it? That's the, that's the real question. I don't know. i got to look this up. I don't think it's Michael Bay again. Um, but he did make the first two. So I, I, I would be all right with Michael Bay doing Bad Boys 3. I mean, Bad Boys is just like, that's just his own type of movie. It would be kind of, I don't, it wouldn't be weird to bring it back just because there's already been like two of them. It would be weird if there's only ever one Bad Boys and they're just like uh, digging it up from like the depths, but the idea of a bad boys three they're just like all older you know i like this motif of just like celebrities getting older and can't move around anymore maybe it's just because my knee's been hurting me well, this weekend when, and i need like someone to sympathize with me when is the last time you saw um martin lawrence in something <sighs> i love martin lawrence he needs to be in something that's the that's the yeah. whole deal so maybe maybe that's what's getting will smith to do this movie he's just like i don't need to do it but i want to hang out with martin again uh so if you do a google search bad boys three is called bad boys for life uh, <laughs> That's such a bad title. Yeah, coming out twenty twenty. Directors are Adil L. Arby and Bilal Fala. I, I I don't know him. His producer is Jerry Bruckheimer. Uh, so uh, Jerry Bruckheimer. Uh, yeah. So um, right now, uh, you, if you also uh, people also search for Bad Boys Four, which is coming out in twenty nineteen, according to Google. Oh, so, geez, they're, they're so really people are jumping to four before they even get to three. You know what? That's not even announced. That's probably just Google's really smart AI algorithm just predicting the fourth one. It's just like uh, I've read all of the articles out there on the internet. I've read all of the hot takes across Twitter as the Google advanced bot, and I will predict a Bad Boys four. Well, they also predicted a Rush Hour four as well. So. Um, I always like those memes where, like, I, I watched a bot to watch sev- so many hours of oh XTV show, God. and they wrote a script like, for it. There's, like, one specific person on Twitter that I don't know if this woman, like, works for the company that makes those or she's just making her own. But uh, I'm so glad I started following her because her, I think her most popular one is, like, I forced the bot to watch all these Olive Garden commercials. <laughs> and now now she's done one for an episode of Jeopardy. She did one for an episode of Diners, Drives-Ins, and Dies, yeah, yeah, which is that's, just hilarious. Oh, my God. They're so good. The breadsticks are endless. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, I mean, so we've got some more Will Smith movies on my way before we get Suicide Squad 2. So that might be down the road a little longer. The Watchmen series for HBO has officially been ordered to series. Um, uh-huh. They did a little Twitter announcement at the lowest resolution possible, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> uh, I've got to watch this again. Yeah, this is the worst ad I've ever seen to announce you just gotten Watchmen. Have you, have you seen this yet? Well, I'm looking at it now. I don't think you want to go with the homage of nothing ever ends. That just sounds like we're going to keep scraping all of the IP for the rest of eternity. So yeah. that's what it sounds like to me. 2019, Damon Lindelof. I don't like Lindelof. I think he did Lost. Either way, Watchmen's coming to HBO. They're trying to fill that gaping hole that Game of Thrones is going to leave. 
uh, next oh, year. Yeah. So because Amazon's going to come in with freaking Lord of the Rings, yeah, and then Star Wars is going to come in with like a similar budget to Game of Thrones for a Star Wars TV show. Like HBO, like they're probably shaking a little bit over there. Yeah. I mean, I love I love their smaller series like Insecure and uh, even Silicon Valley still has like some merit to it. But like those those little comedy shows cannot hold up to those big juggernauts <laughs> over time. Well, I, I don't think they're going to get any more Curb Your Enthusiasm, or if they do, we don't know when. Like. Mm-hmm. Everything HBO has been holding on to seems to just kind of be dropping off at the same time. So they've got to figure out what their next role is. I mean, maybe if they're lucky, True Detective season three can come in. And it just, really it just wow finished people. filming. I just saw that they actually finished filming True Detective season three. <laughs> well, I, there's there's one series that we're about to talk about that I don't think is going to be able to, to stand up to any of these. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, probably not. Uh, anyway, HBO. Treadstone. Are you familiar with this phrase, treadstone, without uh, looking yeah, at the sorry. news? Sorry, I'm just kind of laughing because I heard about this earlier this week, and oh, man, it's such a bad idea. The, the, the Jason Bourne spinoff TV show, Treadstone, has been ordered at USA, so... Uh, US, that's the last network I would get me excited about a Treadstone TV show. Yeah, Treadstone is the organization that like made Jason Bourne, right? Well, it's like the program. Like, Treadstone was the program by the government where they trained all these sleeper operatives mm-hmm. who, who wake up at the same time. I mean, the first Jason Bourne's good. The second one's great. By the third, I've got, I've got them all blended together. And then we have a Jeremy Renner one, which is like a Hawkeye prequel or something. Yeah. And then well, it, the newest one yeah, sucked. So Yeah, it's like I don't want to call it like a, a gimmick because it was a really interesting idea that, who knows, they may have borrowed it from like an old Chinese-like movie because I feel like a lot of awesome American action movies get all their ideas from China, uh, old Chinese-like uh, uh, detective movies. But I like the idea of like this uh, agent who – who loses his memory but then has all of this secret powers and he's trying to learn his history but once you learn the history the story's kind of over you know i don't you don't really want to follow jason Bourne anymore once he's learned all of the secrets so it's just like what are we going to do like is every season of treadstone just going to be another idiot that like just like forgot his past and he has to learn it apparently this is about following all the eight like there's a bunch of agents who get activated and following the these agents i i don't know i there are examples where these TV shows like this have worked, like the remake of, um, uh, what was it, uh, Lethal Weapon is apparently really good. Yeah, I hear that's good, but that's like a remake, though. We're not seeing, like, Jason Bourne oh, on USA, well, It's true. We? No, and, and MacGyver, like, there, there, there are times this works. This is probably not going to be, I, I imagine, one season, Mike. One season? You know what? What I want is I still want my sequel to MacGruber. So how about you give me a MacGruber series with Will Forte? You know, he doesn't have Last Man on Earth anymore, so throw him on USA. That's what I want. Uh, MacGruber, the series. Yeah, we're, we're good. But MacGruber, <laughs> wait, 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 was uh, Last Man on Earth on Fox? Yeah. Good, because next thing's Fox Animation, Mike. You just tied hey. it right into our next thing. Fox Animation. So there is a 20, uh, so Disney's buying Fox, right? What do we uh-huh. do with all the current things in production? Well, uh-huh. here we're going to talk about Fox Animation still moving forward. Okay. Uh, DreamWorks Animation was their partner to make all these animated feature-length stuff and the TV shows. But mm-hmm. DreamWorks was currently purchased by Comcast, so they're not going to yes. be working with Fox anymore. Correct. So the movies that are in the works that they're going to try to find people to partner with are include Bob's Burgers, the movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. The Simpsons movie number two, which is already in production. Okay. And a Family Guy movie, which is also in production, which is a live-action animation mix, which I have no idea how that'll go. (laughs) Yeah, that'll be weird and crazy. Yeah, that's kind of weird. I wasn't under the impression that Fox Animation was relying on other studios 
to do their their work you know it just makes me think like hey fox you just got purchased by disney maybe ask your parent corporation for a little bit of a loan and maybe just open up your own animation studio you know that would kind of help maybe with some of the poor image that disney might have from buying a studio because you got to lay off all of those overlapping workers you don't need like two thousand executives you know maybe you just need a thousand executives so um maybe what you do now is you just make a new animation studio that's kind of like uh would touch movies that disney animation or pixar wouldn't make you know pixar and disney they're making these fun family movies that are you know really intriguing a lot of musical elements so maybe fox animation now does these kind of like slightly edgier like a a, you know maybe pg-13 animated movies like bob burgers or something so yeah that's what i want make just a brand new studio stop relying on other people well i think it's just mostly for their bigger the movie projects i think i don't think they're i think they already have their tv stuff down but mm-hmm. DreamWorks was also, I don't know if DreamWorks was going to help them, but they were working on Fox's new TV shows based on movies that were going to be animated, such as Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, I don't know much about it, but my wife's kids, her fifth grade kids, love it. Um, Ice Age, a TV show based on Ice Age, because they're out of oh, movies for- to do that. I forgot about Ice Age. Haven't the dinosaurs died yet? Isn't that the joke that everybody uses for Ice Age? I don't well, this is after the dinosaurs because there's none in there. No, but there's like a sequel or something where like the dinosaurs come back. Is that maybe how the the movie ended? They just all died and froze to death. I don't know. Where's it's, the humans? It's Ice have Age. Humans... It's already it's already cold. I don't I don't know. Have, have the humans popped up in this series? It's yet? a Benjamin. Yeah, I think there was a baby in one. Of, like they had to get the baby back to the humans. I think. In one oh one. yeah, I think that was like the first one. Man, okay, we're not Ice Age aficionados. Next. No, no. <laughs> Night at the Museum, an animated TV show. Um, oh, that might be kind of fun. That. I like Night at the Museum. So there are working on some other TV shows. So the Fox Animation needs to figure out what's going on before we can see a lot of these. But uh, I, I, I don't, I don't disagree with you. I think you know a Fox Animated Studios would be the, unless Disney has one that we just don't know about, but they would be a nice um, PG thirteen plus animated studio for them to work on all these shows. That Simpsons no, it would be cr- no, it would be crazy if I had to kind of like bring this back around to superheroes in general. Like if if Spider Man and Sony can run off and make this like kind of really interesting visually uh, Spider Man Spider Verse movie. What if they made like an animated like '90s X-Men movie? That would be really cool. Just kind of just make it its own different thing. Bring all of these like iconic character designs that you couldn't do in live action because like bright yellow spandex would look really weird. And you could just bring all of this cool stuff in that maybe you couldn't really do on a live action budget. Uh, that would be fun. That's what I want to see. Well, I, well, that's kind of what I was thinking here. Like you know, this is where the Deadpool TV show could possibly come back to life. Oh yeah. Um, if they had an adult animated studio. Like Disney's like, well, we, it's under Fox. We don't have to worry about it anymore. Make it for your FX channel, uh, stuff mm. like that. That's that's where they could they can make it all work at. So I'm totally totally agree with you. So um, that's uh, that's our news for this week, Mike. Man, huh? I loved it. We talked about some cool stuff. Yeah, this was I want to the... go put. Pl- I want to go play more Shovel Knight and watch more Kim's Convenience. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna go. Uh, I guess do more Dungeons and Dragons, Mike. I'm gonna roll for initiative here. I don't I don't have a uh. die. I don't have my dice on me. Uh, I, I watched. I watched a couple actually videos because uh, in uh, some of our group chats we've been talking about possibly playing some either virtual D and D or some IRL D and D some way. And uh, I watched a video or two about trying to explain Dungeons and Dragons. I wasn't paying attention very closely, but I wasn't <laughs> aware that there's different types of dice. I just thought it was one twenty sided dice that you do everything for. Oh yeah. But but apparently there's like a weird triangular dice. That it's you a D four. Like, mat- 
where you do for like magic spells and stuff. And there's like there's I didn't know I didn't know there was different dices. Yeah. I thought there's just one. So there there are I, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, and twenty, Mike. That's a lot of dice, man. That's a lot of dice. And they roll. <laughs> they all roll the same. They all roll the same. Not in my favor, that's for sure. <laughs> if I think we should end the show with actually our announcement, Mike. We're gonna be giving away a copy of Infinity War. We probably should put this at the top of the show. Oh yeah, this is like the primo copy of Infinity War Two. Like I can't even use it because it's 4K and I don't have a 4K TV. Well, I mean I could, but I couldn't get the full advantage of every bit of resolution. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So I have in my hands the Target exclusive copy of Avengers Infinity War. The You're 4- not lying now, right? It's actually in your hands. Right here. Can you hear it? Can you hear it tapping <laughs> yeah, on can it? Hear it. Uh, I can 4K hear it. Ultra HD plus Blu-ray plus digital code. And I'll tell you what, this thing includes a 40-page filmmaker gallery book, including awesome pictures from the movie in it. Uh, Actually, I have the Steelbook for myself. I like this cover better than the Steelbook, and I've got to be completely honest with you. Um, On top of that, I'm going to be... That's our first place. We're going to be giving these away uh, through a sign-up on our website at um, at superheroeslate.com slash infinity-war. You can also win... Second place will win a 10 inch Thanos Funko Pop from Infinity War. He has Dang. got the full glove, full of gems, close, uh, open in his hand, and he's ready to make the snap for us. So, um, Speaking of snap, it's a snap to enter, Mike. How can people enter our contest to win these you know what? Awesome prizes. All you have to do is give us your email address, sign up for our uh, – it's not even a newsletter. You just get notifications no. whenever a new episode gets uh, posted. So all you have to do is sign up, give us your email address, and uh, you could win this uh, bad boy. And you know what Chris said? Uh, SuperheroSlate.com slash Infinity-War. But I'm going to make it even a little bit easier. Oh, no. And we're going to we're gonna make a redirect, and we're, it's just going to be SuperheroSlate.com slash Infinity-War. Slash Infinity-War. Now, now that I'm saying it in my head, that doesn't make any sense. It shouldn't be hyphen. We, we had this conversation <laughs> before the show, and – I said Infinity War, and you're like, you know, we should do the hyphen. And I'm like, okay, you were, Mike's, you were right, Mike's the right guy here. You were right. Uh, we Thank can you. do both. Oh That's my the god, best get of both that! World. You get the SEO, you get the easy to click. But you know, yep. we're we're gonna we'll tweet it out to you know we'll put it out there online. So uh, yeah. follow that link, enter your email address, and you will win possibly one of the best versions of Infinity War out there. That is true. I, I've watched mine several times. Um, you know what? I, I heard it's a rumor, but I hear the Target exclusive. They all don't die at the end. So it's a happy ending, actually. They all just go out for shawarma again. But they have to they have to put a couple tables together in the restaurant because it, they, they, there's just too many people now. So now it's just all packed. That's and, how Infinity you know. 4 is going to end, Mike. You just ruined it for everybody. <laughs> It's the secret. Like you can get, you can unlock the cutscene for the next movie if you win this copy. Yeah. So head to head to superheroslate.com slash Infinity War. That's right. Uh, yes. All you gotta do is sign up with your email. We're not selling them. We're not giving away. We're not gonna send you stuff other than when we just post a new episode, and that that's it. So, um, if people want to know what you're up to, Mike, where can they find you at? Well, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to keep up with you, uh, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or Instagram, Valdan87. Uh, I will. I might post some pictures of my D&D stuff on there, Mike. I'll just put some dice up for you. I'll let you choose you know, I, my, my dice. I like the conviction. I feel like it's been the entire summer for you to learn what your Instagram username is. <laughs> and this was the first time you said 87, I think. You know, you you, you knew it. So yeah. Valdan87 on Instagram. Thank, well, this show is about learning and growing. So <laughs> I'm glad I've got to that point. Um, 
you made me lose my thought. You can head over to Comic UI. Uh, I, I'm kind of sad, actually. Convention season next year, Lexington Comic and ToyCon is the same weekend as C2E2, Mike. So I only get to choose mm. one next year for us to cover. Well, that, that's okay because uh, I'm going to make sure you come out to Comic-Con yeah. next year in San Diego. So you'll just uh, – it'll be all okay. All right. Well, it's always okay. If people want to learn more about our show – other episodes we do, or maybe more information on how to win this Infinity War and the picture of it. Where can they find it at? Well, as always, please visit SuperheroSlate.com, and that is the best place to find all the avenues we host a show and to get our awesome show notes. So we talked about a lot of uh, we talked about a lot of images and visual things in this episode. So if you want to follow along and see what the the Captain Marvel like magazine artwork looked like, or if you want to see the Iron Fist uh, season two trailer, we got all those links in our show notes. And um, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. We try to put the podcast every where we can so you can listen to it uh, uh, however your little heart desires you can like us on Facebook and you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram and you can get merch at SuperheroSlate.com slash store uh, superfan Jim out there he likes to wear our merch when he's on vacations which I think is amazing he's he's taken the brand to other countries all over the globe so that's really badass of him so uh, if you're a fan of the show um, all you gotta do is uh, just uh, reach out to us uh, if you want to prove that you're a fan. Uh, just uh, comment, like, uh, send us a tweet. Let us know what we're doing mm-hmm. wrong. Let us know what we're doing right. We love hearing from you. If you want to be a super fan, all you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we will be here every week. And unfortunately, we're just kind of here once a week now until uh, Venom rolls around. For I think that's our next uh, review cast, right? Yeah, that or if I finish Luke Cage or we both really feel the, the urge to talk about Iron Fist. Um, or if I get around to seeing Teen Titans go, oh we might God. we might sneak we might sneak something in there. Yeah, you never know. Surprise, surprise, spoiler cast. That's what we're gonna call them. Um, right. But yeah, I guess uh, I guess we'll see you guys next week. Thanks so much. All right, bye bye. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Do you guys use the self checkout at the grocery store? Oh, all the time. <laughs>